0: Ryan Pelham is your new Trojan Lion King. Cue the music. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone! I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free, and I really do appreciate your support. You can show me your appreciation, and it would mean a whole lot to the show. Hit that red subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up, and because I come at you five times a week, Monday through Friday. Hit the bell notification, and that way you will not miss a single episode. How cool is that? Every year, recruiting comes and goes, and each year, um, you know, the whole putting the hat on the table, that whole show, um, there's a new twist comes out every single time. I'm never amazed, and this one happened to happen at my uh, at my old stomping grounds, the school where. Uh, where American Pie was filmed. True story. If you've seen the movie, if you haven't, you need to. One of the greatest movies ever made, hysterical. Anyway, as I've been predicting, uh, super elite wide receiver, Ryan Pelham from Millican High School in Long Beach. He didn't pick up the USC or the Oregon hat that was on the table for his uh, public commitment announcement Monday afternoon. Instead, this was awesome. He lifted up his infant son. Uh, from the, If you've seen the movie The Lion King, you'll know what I'm talking about. Showed everyone where he was going. His new infant son was wearing a little white jumper. He had a little victory salute right in the middle. And the words, fight on. And uh, everyone knew where, where Ryan Pelham was going to go to school. And there was the victory salute. Fight on. And instead of that iconic uh, circle of life music playing in the background from the movie The Lion King, instead you got USC's fight song doing the coronation of the ceremony. Really cool. It wasn't quite as dramatic as I'm making it out to be, but it literally, that was the first thought that crossed my mind uh, as I was watching the uh, commitment ceremony. The next thought that crossed my mind was, USC had just started their week off with a bang. It was a huge kaboom. Ryan is the first of what could be a really huge week for USC uh, recruiting, at least as far as commitments are concerned. Uh, and the recruits, if you pay attention to social media, um, they the committed recruits have been warning Trojan fans. You know, Dakota Fields, Sellis, Marcellus Williams, um, they, it's going to be a good week. So they've got Trojan, Trojan fans already sitting on the edge of their seat. They're pretty stoked. So Ryan is going to be the first, I'm going to say right now, he's going to be the first wide receiver this week, re- this week. Just the first. Uh, Draylon Miller out of, uh, Texas. He's, uh, he set to make his announcement on Thursday, the 29th. So you're going to want to be hanging out at Locked On USC all week long because something's going to be going on. But let's get back to Ryan. This is his day. What are you getting? Well, you're getting a silky smooth route runner. Um, But he's also got a lot of quick twitch to his body. You know, uh, something that makes guys miss in the open field. Um, He has really soft hands and he's got that extra gear. Um, he can run by anyone. This is why he's so highly ranked. Top 100 receiver. Not just receiver. Top 100 player in the country. <clears throat> um, there's lots of guys that you can compare him to. I like to compare him to what I would, what I think is a faster version of Amon Ross St. Brown. He's got that fight in him. Um, you can line him up in the backfield and he'll be able to get to the edge and and turn it upfield before the defender can put a hand on him. um, This is what Romeo Pelham, his brother, said. Quote, he's a dog. They're going to get somebody who's going to do everything right. It's pretty high praise. Granted, it's coming from his brother. But just to give, in case everybody isn't aware, Romeo Pelham, that's his older brother, and it's also his head coach, so you know he's going to give a he's going to give an honest assessment, not just of his player, because it represents him and his program as well. I need to remind my everyday viewers and listeners that USC wasn't even in Ryan's USC wasn't even in Ryan's top ten list when it was released. I think that was back in December maybe sooner, earlier than that, but things have changed um, over time. And his older brother, Romeo, as well as his, who is his head coach, um, they, both of them, they saw what was going on at USC. So by the time Ryan was ready to choose, the choice was easy. So even though, you know, and this, these aren't my words, uh, the, the whole Pelham family has been, was raised as a Oregon Duck family. Um, their uncle, Don, he, they coached at, he's coached at Oregon for what, 27, 28 years? I believe he even has a face up on one of the walls over there. Uh, his brother, like I said, Romeo, he played his collegiate ball at Wazoo, Washington State. But you need to head on over to WeAreSC.com when you're done making Locked On USC your first listen. Uh, Scott Trader has a the entire interview, and it's awesome, amazing. Uh, but this one quote really stuck out. And this is going to catch the attention of uh, the Oregon family and its fans, because it caught my attention. So I know it's going to it put a smile on my face. Um, it's probably going to have the opposite effect. This is what Romeo Pelham said. USC should be the choice for all elite talent on the West Coast. If you're a local kid and you're not looking at USC, then something's wrong. In my opinion, USC is the best school on the West Coast and one of the best schools in the country." End quote. There's a lot more. Romeo adds a lot more. So like I said, when you're done with this episode, head on over, become a subscriber if you're not already. Uh, It's well worth the price. Look, I've had an opportunity to talk with Ryan on a couple times. I've watched him play in person. Uh, This young man is a very serious, focused dude. Uh, Romeo said USC is getting a guy that does everything right. So he's staying close to home. He's focused on getting a great education and getting developed for the NFL. There's no reason to go anywhere else so you can tell when someone has the tools for success ryan, ryan is one of those guys i was able to make that that connection in my uh in my limited opportunities but you like i said you can tell so you're not gonna if you're looking for a big social media presence from ryan or someone who's looking for a whole bunch of nil hoopla he's not the guy for that you're just going to look for a guy who wants to help USC win a national championship and continue that wide receiver U-mantra. That's what you're going to get with Ryan. Everything else will fall into place. Uh, again, you're getting a really dynamic superstar player on the field. Off the field, you're getting just a high-character guy who knows what he wants, is focused. the type of guy you want in your locker room. So baseball season is in full sling, and there's no better place to get in all the action than at FanDuel, because you know what? They're America's number one sports book, because right now, if you're a new customer, you should be, you need to become one, you're gonna get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So if you're a Dodger fan, There's a good chance Dodgers are gonna win the game, but there's a good chance because Dave Roberts is managing, you're gonna lose your bet. So you're still gonna win. So head on over to fanduel.com forward slash locked on to join today. That way you won't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com forward slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the unofficial sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. you everydayers, I need to make sure you check out tomorrow's episode. And if you're not an everydayer, you need to become one and check out tomorrow's episode of Locked on USC because recruiting's gonna have another announcement. Yeah, you're gonna need to be around all week long because USC's 2024 recruiting class, it just, it keeps bouncing back and forth. In fact, it's this last few days, handful of days, its it's been a yo-yo. Uh, USC's football recruiting has been kicking butt, taking names during the month of June. I said it on our last episode. Before June started, uh, Trojan fans were like, they were getting a little antsy. they you know, other programs were getting commitments and they were seeing programs that USC should not see in front of them, being in front of them for that mythical recruiting national championship. But then, before the whining could get all full-throated, Lincoln Riley and his staff, they had USC's class ranked as high as number six. Yeah, last week, USC's recruiting class nationally had the number six next to it, according to the ON3 uh, recruiting database. They use a cumulative score of, you know, theirs, rivals, two, four, seven, and they kind of they have this algorithm they throw it in the computer and it spits out usc was number six well they dropped to number seven heading into the weekend again recruiting's fluid other teams are going to add commitments as well keep that in mind i know it's hard to remember Um, but with the addition of ryan pelham on monday usc bounced right back up to number six and they did that, they only have 13 commitments in this class. They blew right by the number seven team, who dropped to number seven, Notre Dame. They have 21 commitments. So that class is almost full. USC only has 13. And they're already at, they've already risen to number six. Now, unless the Michigan Wolverines hear their name called before, <clears throat> I'm going to just lay it out there marquise gallegos commits to usc on tuesday Um, the trojans are going to have the number five class by the end of tuesday business day usc will have 14 commitments they will have passed michigan's number five ranked class with 23 commitments that class has room for two more usc only has 14 now all of a sudden USC is now laser focused on the number four ranked team in the country, recruiting class. And that name is Alabama, the Crimson Tide. Again, I'm gonna kinda, you know, I'm not gonna break my arm patting myself on the back, but I am going to, you know, kind of put it out there, pop out that chest. That uh, I've been testing that for a while, USC was going to have a top five recruiting class before the month of June ended. Well, we're already there. No need to ask. So I guess now, is it possible? Can the Trojans get back to that, to that rarefied air, that elite status where they belong? And actually, you know, can they contend for that number one recruiting class? Probably not. I have a feeling Georgia is going to, remember they're the back-to-back reigning national champions. They are the IT program right now. USC used to be the IT program when Pete Carroll was uh, running, this, running the ship. Lincoln Riley is doing his very best to, um, to, to, listen, to see if he can get history to repeat itself. He's trending in the right direction. But then again, you know, USC fans were warned by the uh, current commits to uh, anticipate a huge week this week. So Alabama, they sit at number four. They only have eight commitments in their class. You know they're going to finish their class off strong. Their cumulative class score is 91.913. USC, they're at number six right now with 13 commitments, their class score has a, is at 91.56. Okay. Number four, excuse me, number three is Florida. Number two is Ohio State. Georgia sits at number one. Look, everybody, you know how I truly feel about the recruiting rankings. They're very, very, very subjective. Don't count the stars. Use the programs that are offering these recruits as the gauge to follow. That's the best way to go about this. That's where you'll find the, the correlation of stars and to success. But again, that that's a different topic for a different show. But it, it's, it's crazy to think that in 2021 wasn't that long ago that USC football was in a really, really, really bad place. You know, if I ever use the if I ever use the word three times in the sentence, that's for emphasis. <laughs> um, the fans—they had already revolted. The players were um, were actually revolting in the locker room, trying to, you know, decide if they were going to even play the final game of the season. And no one knew that Lincoln Riley was on the horizon in twenty twenty one. No one. Two years later, USC already has a Heisman under their number eight, Caleb Williams, and he's considered the leader to repeat in 2023. USC is also considered a favorite to make the playoffs in 2023, and this is before they move to the big conference in 2024. Wow. So again, USC recruiting, it has all this momentum right now. And they're, again, if we want to coin a phrase from Pete Carroll, we're just getting started. This week, USC is, they are literally touching the number five recruiting class. They're going to pass that as soon as, assuming, anticipating Marquise Gallegos uh, calls out USC's name. Tuesday. Remember, he didn't make the trip up to Eugene, Oregon. That many, that's who many considered USC's uh, com- biggest competition. Didn't happen. So, USC with 14 commitments will have the number five class. You know, I, I just mentioned, I, I want to emphasize this again, so everybody understands how far USC has come, in, actually in less than two years. They've won a Heisman Trophy. They almost made the playoffs in year one. Recruiting is off the charts in year two. They're considered a favorite to make the playoffs and they're moving to the big conference in 2024. I think it cannot be said enough. Thank you, Mike Bone. Thank you, Brandon Sosna. Thank you, President Carol Folt for saving the Trojans football program. On, I think it was last Thursday's episode of Locked on USC, I asked the question, who's going to have a bigger freshman impact? I, it was, I narrowed it down to two players, Zachariah Branch or Deuce Robinson. Made the case for both. In the end, I, I believe Zachariah Branch, just based statistically, will have a bigger impact uh, on the team. Offensively, because as well because he's he's going to get some touches on special teams, kick return, punt return. So I I think that's where it gives him the edge over Deuce Robinson, just a small edge. Now, um, those are two guys on offense who should anticipate seeing the field a lot in twenty twenty three. Uh, Zachariah was with the, he he was practicing with the team. During spring camp, uh, six foot six, 225-pound Deuce Robinson, he was working out for Major League Baseball teams. So again, that's why you gotta give the edge a little bit to Zach. He's gonna, he's gonna be a little bit further ahead uh, knowing the offense, just from that regard. But what about on defense? If I gave you two freshman players on the defensive side of the ball, who would you say is going to have the bigger impact? So, in this grudge match, standing in the cardinal corner, weighing in at a reported 225 pounds, standing six foot two and a half, linebacker Tackett Curtis. Okay, look, his name has been mentioned a lot since he arrived. He's already making USC fans say Brian Cushing under their breath. Um, that that's kind of the description you get with Tackett Curtis. In the gold corner, weighing in at 270 pounds and standing just below six foot one inches, defensive lineman rush end Sam Green. Now, I was tempted to go with. Braylon Shelby, the Russian prospect out of Texas. And I could have gone with Zion Branch, but Braylon, he wasn't with the team during the spring and Zion. He's a redshirt freshman and he'll be 100% by fall camp. But again, redshirt freshman. I'm going with true freshmen for this question, for this, uh, for this question, for the audience. I want your feedback. You know where to find me. Hit the comments section on YouTube. Hit it up on, on Twitter. You see it right there, at Mark Culkin. Start the discussion. Get it going. Look, Tacka Curtis, he is a heat-seeking missile. Uh, a weight room junkie. And, you know, he's the son of a high school coach. He's from Manning, Louisiana. You, you want a guy at linebacker middle linebacker who has violent intentions he plays the game like brian Cushing. so that's where the that's where the connection is and he showed a lot of flash uh during the spring his his teammates coaches couldn't stop talking about him but we saw in in the spring game you know some freshman tendencies stuff that you know his Position coach Brian Odom will get worked out um, by the time fall camp is over and he's inside. He's playing in the games. It's a, it's a process. Give him a chance. You can see what USC got. And there's a reason why he was considered the number one inside linebacker prospect in the country and why USC went after nobody else. That's who they set their target on. They got him. Sam Green, when he arrived at USC, he was a defensive lineman. You know, he was projected to work with Sean Nua. Well, um, spring is all about, you know, experimentation. Seeing what players can do at different positions. He, he hung out with Roy Manning in the uh, rush-in, rush-edge group. And now, at least what we saw in the spring, he's pushing for a spot in the 2D at rush end and that's you know if you if you saw what he did in the spring game you understand why here's what sam will recognize what he, he once he recognizes how good he can be he's gonna find that mamba mentality as one person told me sam green is so good he, roll, he can roll out of bed 10 minutes before practice is scheduled to start, and he just kills it. He just beats the competition. Imagine how good he's going to be when he sets his alarm, you know what, 30, 45 minutes, an hour earlier than practice is set to start. I'm gonna go with Sam, not because uh, I don't think Taka Curtis is going to have an impact. He's going to play a lot and he's going to make an impact and leave an imprint on a lot of offensive players, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, because when he hits you, you're going to feel it. Um, But the reason I'm going with Sam, again, not because I like him more than Tackett, only because I, I think Tackett's going to have more competition in front of him at a position that doesn't rotate as much and the rush end and the d-line those positions you're going to see those guys rotate in and out more frequently than you're going to see that happen at the linebacker position so based on that just on that alone i think sam has a better opportunity to make an impact this year on defense if you disagree let me know tell me why there's no wrong answer here, but um, you know, if you're going to have an opinion, support it. Make a good argument. That's all I ask. Don't just say because I said so. Because I said so is what your mom and dad used to tell tell you when you asked if can I go outside, and they said no, and you said why, and they said because I said so. Because is not an answer. It's a clause. There you go. It's another episode of Locked on USC in the books. Make sure you come back because tomorrow's episode, we're gonna be talking about another USC commitment. His name, well, he plays defense and it could be the beginning of a landslide of defensive players committing to USC. So you need to be back here, check it out. So until that next episode of Locked on USC, oh, don't forget, head on over to werc.com. There's a lot of good stuff. Scott Schrader, Eric McKinney, Marshall Levinson, Chris Arledge has an awesome, awesome interview with the uh, Polamalu family, Kennedy, as well as Troy, as well as Isaiah Polamau. You need to go watch that, uh, watch that interview on YouTube. Musings with Chris Arledge. But, You always are going to make Locked on USC your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday. So until then, thank you everyday listeners. You know what to do. You are locked on Trojans.